One word for Nathan Cleary. Different gravy. New South Wales take it to a decider. We're back for another episode and straight from the El Janda traffic helicopter, Mr. John Bernard. How you feeling, mate? Mate, feeling good. Been around. Yeah, went to Melbourne. Watch Origin from Melbourne. Um, what are we doing down yeah, there? Yeah, I was going to go to Perth. Didn't end up going. I'm going to go to the decider. It's locked in. You have to. I'm heading down to watch my first game at Suncorp ever. You're going to head down to Caxton Street before? I am, I am, before and after. Might do a uh, feel-good last word on Caxton. I'll see how I go. But, uh, mate, top game. As in, probably not the spectacle everyone was nah. after, you know, especially people in Perth. They probably thought it was a good game. They wouldn't know anything. But, <laughs> I mean, it was just a good clinical performance from New South Wales. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Got all my anytime try scorers in there. It's uh, And Nathan Cleary, like, man Master of the match. Class. What a great performance. So, it was. A, I thought it was a great game, great showing. Yeah, Queensland just had in the back of their minds, we can go to Suncorp. I, t- you know? hey, I predicted, I said 13 plus there at Suncorp already. They're already there. It was a tactical masterclass. You know who from? Freddie Fittler. After game one, not only his changes, but after game one, he gets on the press conference, starts criticizing the refs. Ashley Klein yeah. was a little bit jittery with some of his calls. He, he met he with the, the refs yeah, after the game too. Fittler put the pressure on, uh, and it was a masterclass by him, but the Perth... That's, let's just keep the origins on the East Coast. Uh, well, yeah. there, was, there was a cow paddock. There's Teddy slipping over every two seconds. That was, uh, mate, I was about to DM him. Not that he follows me or anything. I'm like, mate, I've got you. I've backed you at Man of the Match at 750. Yeah, go go get some metal studs, you tight ass. Please stop slipping. I, need, I think he's sponsored by Nike. I need tucking, you to get your meters up there and get over the line. He kept slipping over, but he still played a top game. He still played a top he game. Did. was one of their best. It started to open He's up a bit more in the back end. a meter eater. Now, yeah. remember before when he first came into Origin, he used to sweep around the back, a halfback with him. Now they just throw him the ball and just say, run. And doesn't look like much Teddy, but he's got the big butt, the running back's backside, and just gets meters. Big performance from him, but it was all about Nathan the Iceman Cleary. But there was also plenty of other football. The Cedars. Yeah, yeah the boys. Was big around. win. Got up over Malta, not the not the hardest yeah, of opponents. Yeah, but you know you got to start somewhere. But uh, for what they had in there, they didn't have a lot of first grade players in there. But from the the players that they had in there, Romassi Cup players, uh, some borderline first graders, New South Wales Cup players, they look they look really good, and it looks like they'll have a good showing come World Cup time. Full strength Lebanese team, the the Robinson boys still running around. One of them's got to be forty. Yeah, I looks know. it looks. <laughs> <laughs> looked at when he was looked at when he was twenty. Yeah, yeah, no. big forty twenty. But there was heaps of footy this weekend, so it's time to jump in to our podium. We're going to bring back our podium. We haven't done it in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know, this is where we hand out a gold medal, silver medal, and a bronze medal, and then a participation medal for the person, team, coach, ref who just missed the absolute mark. Bernard, kick it off with your bronze medal. Well, I'm going to go with what we just touched on, rep round. I thought it was a great filler in time for Origin on Sunday. They now scrapped rep round. There's no longer going to be a rep round going forward. What's that about? I don't really agree with it because... What do you mean no rep rounds? Players are are very prideful when they represent a Tonga, Samoa, Lebanon... And it's, I think it's good for all cultures during, yep. you know, during the mid-season to have that little one-week break. But they want to keep Origin Wednesday nights. But honestly, I really enjoyed Rep Round. Not that the footy was up to scratch with a great standard, but it was just good to see players representing their countries. And I think it's a good buffer in between the well, season. Well, I'm going to skip the line, Bernard, because that was meant to be my participation for the NRL. So I'm just going to give you my participation. Okay, go, go. And I'm going to double down on that. The NRL scrapping Rep Round, what are you doing? I... 
as you said, look, was some of the footy wasn't the best footy you've ever seen, but for some of these players, particularly like your PNG, Fijian players, this is the highlight of their career. Mm. I liked having that as a spectacle. If anything, I think we should add to it even more. Get Italy in there. Get a couple of the European, like the Mediterranean countries. I think Rep Round has actually been one of the things that they've changed about the game that I like. Origin on a Sunday, meh, I don't mind that it goes to Wednesday, but why can't we just have Origin on a Wednesday, that kicks off Rep Round, and then you have Kiwis versus Tonga or Kiwis versus someone on a Friday and make it a big week. Yeah. You give all the teams a bye. Man, every other sporting code does it. I don't know about AFL, but that week to two-week buffer during yeah. the season for breaks an all-star game. And it breaks game, up your season a little bit. It does. I read somewhere that they're going to bring it back to having tests at the end of the season. But let's be honest, Bernard, when they used to do those tests in November, October, no one's you don't in. care about footy no, they're anymore. On, they're it's, on it's, it's over. You know, you're or, on, you know, they're on 1HD or, or something. Or 7-mate or something yeah. like that. We, we don't want that. Keep rep round. All right, I've skipped it a bit, so I've lost my train of thought. But you are on silver medal time. Yeah, silver medal, I'm going to go with James Tedesco. I thought he was excellent. Like as we touched on, he made a reader, slipped over a fair few times, but very well could have got man of the match. He, he crosses over for a try, he gets man of the match. He just led from the front. He did. Yeah, he was sniffing around the ruck. I think with, with the hookers interchanging, he was always looking for that, uh, you know, opportunity in the ruck there. And yeah, I just thought he had a, had a top game. And he always proves he goes to another level during Origin, and his form's been great for the Roosters. So I thought, yeah, Teddy got it was my a silver. Teddy performance. But on that, while we're on Rep Brown, I want to say, PNG, their performance. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Fiji, a lot of first graders in their side. So much more so than, than what well, PNG had. David Mead. Yeah, last game. Mate, great performance and in you, his last game. You must game. be reading my run sheet because they're coming up. They're my bronze medal. No, I wanted to and say I, Justin Olam because he could definitely could have yeah. been my bronze. Justin Olam. I'm going to go Lockie Lamb from PNG. Okay. Clinic. Scoring tries, making line breaks, put on an absolute show. Hasn't been playing much first grade recently, but just showed everyone. This is the talent that he showed when he was a Marston College Ranwick superstar. Fine school from the Eastern Suburbs, produced mm -hmm. a lot of great, great <laughs> rugby league talent. Myself is not one of them, but Lockie Lamb, it was good to see PNG. They're big underdogs. I'm spewing I didn't get on them. I'm paying four oh, bucks. Oh, you and couldn't get on them. You, you know, a couple of people tipped them. A lot of people... Like Kikia went into his show. Yeah, they got a good yeah, team, Fiji, Sivo. Yeah. They got a lot of one Maybe Happy Chorus, they probably lacked a bit of direction. They there. needed a half. Yeah. Uh, Nagama's not a half. I'll tell you what, Justin Olam, from what I've heard from Papua New Guineans and just word around online, he's treated like a god in PNG. He would Th be. They're going to make a statue of Justin Oh, he'd be Olam. the mayor of Port Moresby. Because for sure. he had a blinder. He was kicking, he was distributing the ball. And, you know, even Cheese, I think, put an Instagram story up, mate. Step over Moneybags Monster. Justin Olam's going to be jumping in that sixth position fairly soon. He just looked awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's he, a bad man. He could run through a brick wall. Every carry he so takes. So underrated. He just wants to run through something. Yeah. So I, I, I back into the hills. Runs a great hard, performance for his country. Hard. He's a beast. Remember we did our top centers and we had Olam number two and people were blowing up about it. Justin Olam's a freak. But who, who would they have in he, front of he's him? A, he's a lock. Who's, he, who's in front of he's him? He's a lock. But well, there's only... Katoni, like... And Joey Manu. Now there's talk about Joey Manu moving to fullback. Well, mate, there's a, another rugby league uh, commentator... Yep. ...who's said Joey Manu could arguably be a fullback, one, a top five fullback. i got to politely disagree. I think he's great. Yeah. And he, and, and he stepped in the fullback role when he needs to be for the Roosters. But saying he's top five... He's borderline, don't get me wrong. The guy's a quality player. And you could say it's arguable, 100%. Yeah. But then you're disrespecting your Caelan Pongers, your Dylan Edwards, your Clint Gutherson's, your Tom Trebojevic's that are in your top five. 
your t- Tedesco. All right. I just named your I'm top gonna, five right, right there. Just, all right, let's do it. Maybe you could say six or there, seven. All right, Teddy's a lock. Pappenhausen's a lock. Yeah. One and two. Yeah. See you later. Trebojevic, when he's fit, is yeah. a lock. And so is Latrell. Oh, Dylan Edwards. Yeah. Dylan Edwards, Clint Gutherson, Kalen Ponga. Kalen Ponga. Kalen Ponga's playing I'd New South Joey, Wales. I'd have Joey Manu So he's playing for Kalen Ponga. He's playing for Queensland at one. And you could see him in a quality team. Ponga just steps up. He skipped onto the outside of Stephen Crichton like he was a nobody. Yeah, Set, Stephen Crichton. Setting up tries. All I'm saying is Manu, he's borderline... I reckon six to, six to eight. But he's six to eight. He takes you, the piss. As a fullback. He as takes a fullback. the piss. I agree. I think he's just got everything. He's got everything. He's big. He's great in the air. And mind you, I love Manu. Rips he, in. Right, but I'm just saying he's had a fairly quiet season in centre. Oh, at the centre dis- position. I, I, fairly I quiet. He's been one of the Roosters' best. I know. Up against like, I think if the anything, Tony this, I think if anything a, this season, he's like kind of shown that Teddy's been the Roosters best. And then I think Joey Manu has been taking the piss. Well. I think he's an excellent player. I'm not knocking him, but to say he's borderline top yeah, five, well, he, obviously he has to play a season there, but he's five to 10. He's five to he'd 10. Slot, if, if you slotted him in at six you or give, seven, you I give I him would, a season there and he definitely surpasses maybe at Gutho or I don't know. For sure. Like, for sure. Or and season. Ponga. Yeah. For sure. All right. I've lost track now. Who was my, yes, I'm doing my, Silver. silver. Oh, my silver was going to be Joe Manu. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, 400 meters. 400. There's a record breaker. He took the piss, Bernard. I know. He's a very bad man. And that's a good Kiwi side. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to give my silver medal to the Kiwis. Okay. Kiwis. It's a very good Kiwi side. Well, well their spine they is could, looking great. They could beat Australia in the World Cup. Yeah, it's Australia and them uh, for who's yeah. going to win the World England Cup. England are always consistent. Yeah. But, but they, they're miles better than Tonga. you got Cheese, Hooker. Jerome Hughes, Dylan Brown, Dylan Brown, and then Manu. At I think that's it's a difference. Any of these teams apart from Australia, the big one is their spine. Yeah, Tonga have got a mad team, but they got no spine. Well, they left four and out, which is like it's a. You're going to go with you're going to go with I Brown, and that's enough. fine. Yeah, he's been playing really well for for Parramatta, and he's a top player. But was it Jerome Hughes' first game for the Kiwis? No, 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 surely not. Surely eh? not. No, I've, I've seen. Oh, he hasn't played too many though. No, he's been long overdue. Quality though. seven, quality seven, one of the best. But I think. Yes, on on Joey Manu and and the Kiwis, and it's not our job to commentate on the commentators, even though we are the B yep. team, we are the go, reserves. Go, go. Yep. That's what we do best. But there was a another one I think with uh, Sen calling yeah. this Kiwi team could beat New South Wales or Queensland on their day. I got to politely disagree. Politely disagree. That just based on spines, like well, we just I said, would, spines I'd... alone, spines alone, both New South Wales and Queensland spines. Match up probably just a little bit better than the New Zealand spine, and then just the the players and outside backs around them. A full strength New South Wales team. Yeah, Latrell, Turbo, yeah. and then your wingers Teddy at fullback. They're not beating a New South Wales team. And then a full strength Queensland team. What they did to New South Wales in yeah. game one, I just don't, I'd say it'd be a tougher game against Queensland. Well, but I, don't, I don't see them beating. You want to hope that Origin a country team. can beat a state. You'd like to hope. You'd like you'd think, like to hope so. I don't think they put on a that. On Bernard, it, it hit me when I was watching Origin. Isn't it crazy how much of a difference two players, centre, centres usually get paid the least amount of money, mm. but if Tom Trebojevic and Latrell Mitchell were in this New South Wales team, it'd be a no contest. No contest, 3-0 It'd be 3-0. Like, you wouldn't yeah. even be worried. When I was watching that game, game two, I was worried. In the first half particularly, New South Wales weren't playing that well, and then it just hit me like a light bulb. I just thought, but you know what, can you was- imagine how different this team with Latrell and Turbo were in centre? Saying that, they weren't even the biggest difference. I guess Matt Burton had an unbelievable game. And, you know, they looked very sound around the park. The difference was 
their speed, you know, yeah. in the fence. Just Jake Trebojevic leading them. He made a big difference. Just the, the, the defense. And they, they were slowing the ruck down a little bit more. They were much more physical. They yeah. got the roll on. Like, you could just tell they put in much more effort than they did game one. I think Cleary came out and said he was just waiting for something to happen game one. They were eventually waiting for the game to open up. But they made the game open up. They were. I think as they well, a lot they did what Queensland, Queensland did to them in game one. Yeah. Where Queensland were the physical team. They that matched the it. They made things happen. Yeah. Whereas New South Wales, after a shaky start, because first 30, they didn't look good. No. Maybe it was a bit of nerves. Paulo off the bench was a massive impact. Paulo like, was fantastic. Yeah. But I, I guess the bench, that, he nailed it. Freddie. Yeah. Hat off to you, sir. Nailed it. He learned from his mistakes, but that takes me into my number one. And it's, that, a, it's been a dog's breakfast, this podium. Isn't yeah, it? it's, but, but it's my, all over the place. my gold medal is the changes that Freddie made. But yeah. Mainly mainly Trebojevic being in there, Matt Burden on debut, and Api Corusau. Because they were the, they were the difference makers. Api Corusau starting... You know, and was great service out of dummy half. I feel like that's one of the worst part of Cook's game. He's got some not bad service out of dummy half. But no, he throws you know what it shockers is? It's sometimes. not that. And how many times does Cook go down the wrong side? Yeah. How many times will they be set up on the left and he'll just do the dummy and try and go but down the short side? Where they used him well was on the back end of the first half when yeah. they gassed. He was scooting out of dummy half. I agree, though. Appy just keeps it very simple. Very simple. Doesn't Quality try player. too much. Knows when to scoot. Knows when to go down the short side. You're right. Cookie's a great player. Yeah, I think him he starting just, was, was a He overcooks it sometimes. And then Trebojevic just chopping everything that was in sight. You could tell he wanted to make it known. And, and people have come out and said that he's just solidified himself playing oh. for the Blues the next five years. You can't minutes. drop him now. No. And the thing about Jake Trebojevic, he's not the easiest on the eye in attack. Doesn't look like much. It's a bit like very flashy there player. was a player Anderson. He's not an Isaiah. Yo. No, it is yeah. player Anderson. He used to play for Man United. When he run, he used to look like he shit his pants. Like he would just had. He just didn't look very like yeah. aesthetically pleasing. Trevojevic is the same. Doesn't look like much, but he had the most post contact meters. I think he had the most running meters out of any forward. Just gets the and job done. So everyone makes tackles. everyone you know hops on about his defense, yeah. and it's definitely the best part of his game. But he got and it done on both sides. Matt Burden, his bombs. Always trouble for anyone. At that level, they're trouble for anyone. And then just the way he played down, I, I had him any time try score just because I know that Penrith connection. We said it on the podcast the week before. But he just he just always looked like a threat. And they look most dangerous on that left side. And, you know, that's just that Penrith connection that yeah. they were going down. Luai into him. I thought Luai was a bit disappointing. He was a in little the, bit. You know, throughout, he, did, he did score that try when they were... Defensively as well. But you know what? That's what Luai does. It's, it's origins about big yeah. moments. And... One thing you can say about him, he doesn't drop his head. A little bit like a James Maloney was like that. All right, let me throw this at you. Go. Don't even say what I think you're going to say. Would you make way for Latrell Mitchell, right? And we may get onto this, by getting Burden into 5'8". Never, never. And then making way for Latrell. Because, mate, Burden's well, kicking not- game. He basically played as a second 5'8". Yeah, he yes, did. he was in the centres. Yeah. But, mate, I just think... I just think he's a better Fred, player than Freddie's. Just, I, I, and that's just bias. Freddie's not disrupting it. He's not going to get rid of his half, but he's got a selection headache because not only does he have Latrell coming he's back, got Jack, Jack White, and Jack well. White, and he's playing. Le- so you know Freddie what? I, loves I think Wyden plays, uh, and he gets on the bench there for Talakai because he gave Talakai, yeah, I think so. uh, uh, maybe twenty odd minutes off the but bench, then, and, and he looked good. But, but it was it was then, a time in a game where Queensland. But then were just Bernard, forward to game you have three. two forwards on your bench. Cook. So if you're going to keep Cook as a 14, and then you're going to have what? Yeah, Angus Crichton came on as a forward. Angus Crichton and Junior Polo is your only. going to have to miss out, I think. Man. If they go with the same team. Unless he gets rid of Stephen Crichton, 
and gets rid of Burton. And it's 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 harsh, but it is what it and is. And goes with who he White and Latrell. Yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with that, to be honest. I don't see how you get rid of this winning team. And the way that Burton played, he just he, slotted he's in He's not so going to make seamlessly. too many changes. No. But it, I think one of them's got to go. One of them's got to go. And you can slot well, in. So he's picking the game. He's picking it after this round of the footy, eh? And do you even, yeah, do you even want to put Latrell in, oh, coming off the hammy? I heard he had, like, he was overdoing rehab, but he didn't do too much training over there. And then he came back and got COVID. So he's probably come back. Let, let's see how he goes this way. If he has a blind day, he's getting yeah, picked. Yeah, I know. Okay. Anyway, uh, as Phil Gould says, don't pick until the injury report yeah. on Monday. My gold medal, Nathan Cleary. I don't need to say too much no about goal. him, do I, Bernard? No. Took the piss. Reminded everyone. I'm, I'm an idiot. I should have got on him man of the match. 550. I, my brother did it. It came into about four bucks. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of it till it was too late. But in the second half, he took the piss. He didn't miss. The ice, man, he had ice running through mm. his veins like that. Two tries. They were very soft tries. And I think Cameron Munster came out and said, you know, we made him look good. And there's an argument for that. But yeah. even then, he, I like, I, I think but the, he, the pass to Tupo. Yeah, yeah. You know, he controlled the game really well. Came out to the critics and, you know, just just said why. He, just he reminded is, everyone. He's the best seven yeah. in the comp at the moment. Everyone. But I'll tell you what, James Tedesco, if he's staying at $7 for game three at Man I'll be getting match, on it. I'll tell you what, I'll be loading up on him. Yeah, go. Participation medal. Who do you have? Participation, it's not rugby league related. It's okay. actually going to be our second favorite love. WWE related. We love that. Vince McMahon is getting my participation. He's, he's done now. He's in a bit of hot water at the moment. There's an internal investigation going on by the board of directors of WWE. <laughs> They're investigating him for, it's not unfair dismissal claim, but just some funny business around bit of inappropriate. him having an affair with a paralegal. Now, which nah. executive hasn't had an affair with someone in their office? But it is a bit sus with Vinnie Mac because there's been a payout to her of $3 million. Okay. Apparently, he's passed around the office to some talent relations people as well. But he was going to address it on television, as you do now. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a storyline in, in WWE. And Vinnie Mac's going to come out as Mr. McMahon, the character, yep. and address this. He comes out on both Raw and SmackDown. Doesn't even give it the time of day. Doesn't talk about it. Nothing. He just says, welcome no to SmackDown. He's no stranger to some inappropriate workplace behaviour. Remember what? the thing with Sable? Yeah. He's been known for being a bit As touchy. the on-air character, though. Yeah. So but that's I think a, even as... behind the scenes, he's been in trouble before. So I thought he was going to address it. I think that was him giving a big F you to the, everyone and saying, I'm untouchable. I can go on TV while all this is happening. He stepped down as the CEO and chairman. His daughter, Stephanie, has come in I into the fold. Was, I, I thought, thought she was taking a bit of a hiatus too. I think she's just a placeholder until this investigation's she over. stepped down. Yeah, as uh, CEO. But I think it's, it'll be it'll be short term until this investigation's all over. But that's who, my participation. Hang on. Who investigates him though? Like he's the boss. That's what I mean. That's why he stepped down. They've got an internal... I think council looking into this. Yeah, and then what if they say, "Oh, you should go." Who just say, "All right, thanks yeah, for that. Thank, See you yeah. later." See, no, we'll get another investigation done. Yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> opt for a second one or something like that. I don't know. Vinnie Mac, man, the goat. Yeah, I agree. On the theme of Origin, Bernard, that wraps up our podium. It's time to do a special edition of the starters. Mm -hmm. We're going to bring it back to a top five format. It was so hard to narrow this down to a top five. There's been so many of them. And we're going to try, because I know there are people listening to this and not seeing it. So we're going to try and describe this as vividly as possible. But we're going to do our top five biggest hits of all time. Go, Bernard. Number five, this isn't a legal hit, but it's from G.I. to Dean Young. This is the reason why they barred the shoulder charge in rugby they, league. He murdered this right man after this. on the field. It was, it was tough to see. He gets cut under him from behind, Ooh. and then G.I. just comes in full pelt at Dean Young. He was knocked out. Stretcher was called, but this is one of the biggest hits I've ever seen. Number four, this guy could have his own list. Mm -hmm. Steve Maddai. Agreed. But I'm going to pick out one. It was when they were... 
versus the Rabbitohs. Dave Tyrrell absolutely irons him out. Yeah. And it was legal as well. He's always rushing in from that center position, yeah. just closing in on a forward and putting them in the ground. Like, I would it was hate great to, to watch. Him. Snapped him in half. Three for me, I'm going Simon Dwyer. Pretty sure it was a major semi. I remember that he game vividly against the Roosters. cleans up Jared Rhea Hargraves. He was sleeping. To cause a knock-on, it was a big point in the game too. I think this is one of the biggest hits in yeah. in the finals as well. Probably would have been deemed illegal Definitely this day and age. He probably would have had it was play on back then, and it was one of the greatest hits of all time. Number two. Now, this one's a little bit of a story. It's Dave Kidwell against Willie Mason. Australia versus New Zealand in a test match. New Zealand's doing the hucker. Willie Mason, don't know what he was thinking, filthy with it, starts mouthing off at them. He didn't take a backward step. He didn't take a backward step, swearing at the hucker. Very disrespectful. I'm not the biggest fan of that. Just let them do their hucker. Dave Kidwell kept the receipt, absolutely ironed him out. One of the biggest shoulder charges you'll ever see. Would have definitely been a penalty now. Who cares? Takes a lot to put Big Willie down, and he put the big fella down, and he was loving it after as well. Number one for me, this was an easy one for me being a Bulldogs supporter, Sonny Bill Williams with his hit on Joel Clinton in Penrith. You could still you could picture it in your yeah, mind. Not him, the biggest hit, but, but the most the iconic. Most remember, it was on every NRL uh, the one ad. shoulder straight into him. You could see the hair, the spit, the sweat flying off Joel Clinton. It's one of the most iconic shoulder charges of all time. Prime Sonny Bill at the Bulldogs oh, as well when he was just young Sonny throwing those shoulders around. So that's got to be the one of the one of the most memorable hits of all time. And as always, guys. Before you roast us in the comments, make sure you listen to the full podcast if you're having a little listen on TikTok. And make sure you're giving us a follow on that platform as well because we're doing our best work there, Bernard. The road to 10K. It's time to jump over now to the HIA. we got plenty to chat about. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring this one to the table now. Cam Munster. Yep. In doubt. Apparently, he's been given the all clear. AC joint, shoulder scans. AC joint. Apparently, yeah. he'll be all right for Origin 3, but, you know, might be playing with a bit of an injury cloud. With the AC joint pain, it's a lot of pain management. Mm. Ponga concussed again. Does that Queensland, put him in doubt? Do you, do you put the pencil through Queensland? If Ponga and if Ponga and They're done. Munster miss? Yeah. yeah Who would they put? Finished. Reece Walsh, a fullback? I, I don't even know. It'd have to be. Who yeah. else could you have? Reece Walsh, who plays yeah. the... Yeah. You could maybe just... Try to think of the Queensland Clubs. Who are their fullbacks? The halves around a bit and maybe put Munster at fullback. Yeah, they could do that. You know, Ponga doesn't play. Because Alex Twal copped another serious knock and he's been ruled out for what looks like the rest of the season and possibly World Cup. A Knights fan brought this up to me. Ponga, I think that's his second concussion in in as many weeks. He's had a lot of head knocks. I didn't think it was as bad as the... uh, Didn't look that bad. It was one of those now... now The the Isaiah Yo in game one, that looked far worse. He was wobbly. This was just... That looked like a good fair hit. He got up. Yeah, I I know Cleary was put on report for it. You know what it was? It wasn't the initial contact. It was the... It was into the ground. It's probably the whiplash into the ground. But, I mean, he got up, played on. So, I think he'll be okay. They'll monitor it, but... With no Pongo and possibly no Munster, that's the end of Queensland. They need to be full string. That's what they lack is depth, Queensland, when, and New South Wales have a whole heap of it. So. Yeah. Yeah, no Munster, no party. Yeah, but what about this one? Now, I've had a long think about this. Yeah. Burden coming off contract. He's opted out of his option to stay at the Which Bulldogs. Which means he can renegotiate, though, doesn't it? With negotiate the with the dogs, but yeah. with other clubs starting November. Now, obviously, it's a business decision. The guy's just played Origin. He's probably added another 250000 onto his contract already. Just for that game one performance, yep. game two performance from him. So I'm thinking, could Matt Burden be a $1 million player? Tough question. It was with, a lot of money. With, play, with, with teams like the Dolphins 
throwing around money like it's no one's business. And the open market being the open market with Luke Brooks on 1.2, with Mitchell Moses potentially being a million dollar Look, player. Bernard, I would give would, him... Would, would Matt Burden earn a million dollars? I'd give him 800, but if he got a million, I wouldn't be surprised. Let me just say that. Yeah, what I think it would be is you'd, you'd back end it. The old Des Hasler back end deals where you'd give him 800 next year, you get nine. I think that's what I would do. Third year, you get the 1.1. I'd I'd be doing one of them. Maybe first year, 750. By the third year, you're on a mil, a mil plus. But the the Bulldogs have to lock him up. And the Bulldogs did recommend he opt out because they want to renegotiate. How much is he on? He's on what? 400? 400, yeah. He's definitely worth 800 at least. Minimum. But I'm saying open market, he could look at like. Hey, if the Dolphins. A legit be, about I, bringing in a marquee, they should give him you'd build whatever your, he wants. You'd build your club around him. I'd be nervous if I was a Bulldogs because there'd be a lot of clubs circulating him. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Here's one that I saw. Speaking of money, mm. the LIV golf tour, you know, the one we've spoken about. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, the Saudis, you know, I'm big fans. <laughs> the oil money. They've got another big name. Brooks Kepka, yeah. who's won majors before, is a former world number one, signed for a nice little cheeky $150 million Dollars, respect it, respect it. I mean, uh, and now it's it's created debate. Well, not there's, only a, there's in golf. a line in the sand now. Yes, and it's PGA or Saudis. You got to pick one. You got to pick one, and it draws the line. Like, where do you draw the line between like money and prestige? Because they can have as much money as they want, but it'll never be as prestigious as winning that green jacket. Yeah. So for you, Bernard, like, where where do you draw the line? Like, we're, we're not talking about you know the difference between seven hundred k and a million dollars. Yeah, we're talking about. A signing bonus. So he could come last, never make the cut of any of these tournaments. Yeah. He's just got 150 mil. Yeah. This, an analogy would be an NBA player, right? Winning his rings. He's yep. already won his rings. And he just wants to make money for the rest of his career. So he's going to go sign with a Memphis Grizzlies or a, you know, just like some a team that, a, a New York Knicks and earn the yeah. max. You know what I mean? Because if you've won your, if you've won your championships... Yeah, 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 you're more Kepka's, than welcome um, to go to go get yeah, your money. Multiple major champion. Yeah, so I, I mean, and it's the same. Same goes in rugby league. You know, Matt Burden won his comp. Let's see what I can go out and get. Yes, he wants to play five eight, but th- there's been other players that do the same thing. This is just ethically draws the line because of mm, because of, of the Saudis. Rushing. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't know. It, depending on the amount of money, you'd, you'd have to weigh it up. But mate. It's hard to say no. Do you say no to 150 mil, Adama? It'd be very hard. It'd be very, very difficult. Hard. Like if they if they approached us, the Saudis, to be the official podcast of the LIV, and we both got a 50 mil sign on each. Sorry, I'm going to have to do all episodes from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. It's just, it's just how it is. Yeah. yeah, simple as that. <laughs> Another thing I saw which I liked, the Kiwi team, we, we spoke about it. Mm. Looked. Gun. Great. Gun. One of the best Kiwi teams probably since they won the World Cup. Yeah. They're NRL club, though. Shocker. Graveyard. Yeah. Graveyard. Someone from SE, and I don't know who it was, but it was an ex-All Black, just has said that they've become the graveyard for Kiwi international players. You're speaking about Wateni Zalesniak. What, what is it going to take to change the Warriors? Is it as simple, Bernard, as them just going home? Like, they're going to go home, and that'll motivate them? Because... They've tried a lot of things. They've tried mm. getting the older head half in. They've tried a different coach. Well, the thing is, Phil Gould was there for a brief period, and he was trying to do what he did at Penrith Didn't and reinvigorate their juniors. Yeah. And because they've got all of New Zealand to all work of, with. they've got a whole country it. compared and to a team, a, you know, a catchment. Yeah, and and you can pick from rugby because some of our best players in rugby league have come from of rugby. Of course, yeah. Angus Crichton's and 
like it's a big rugby country, New Zealand, and like some of those, some of those. Schooling. Except Solomona was yeah. a rugby player. Yeah, heaps. So they've got a large junior base to pick from. It's just about re-engineering your recruitment, your staff, your culture. Penrith is a prime example of it. Like they've got a new facilities. They just need yeah. pick a coach, stick with him for five to ten years. Look at look at Ricky Stewart and Canberra. That that relationship. Get a co- a Robinson at the Roosters. Change the culture. I like Stacey Jones. Like I know they haven't been performing as well as Mick Potter, who is the greatest interim coach of all time. But <laughs> I'm just saying they like Stacey Jones has his head on his shoulder. Very intelligent coach. He knows that culture needs to be changed and the recruitment and they. Like, how do you convince a player in the NRL in an Australian club to say come over to New Zealand and mm, we'll win a comp? Tough. Very tough. So maybe they need some help from the NRL. You know, I don't really know what else the NRL can do for them, though. As you said, it'd be very unenticing. Like, you're asking someone to move another country. Well, Matt Lodge already split. Yeah, Nathan he didn't, Brown want, he didn't want a bar of it. Nathan Brown back. split. So you're in trying to get them over to a country where the team's not very good and they're not known for being very good. You don't have a real core of, like... They yeah. don't have a core of players that would excite me apart from Reese Walsh. You know when the Knicks and tank a couple in the NBA? They just tank for lottery picks. I do, unfortunately, oh, as and, Knicks and and, and picks in the draft, it, they, they're just going to have to go through a period of just toughing it out until yeah. new juniors come in. They feel like, I know they made the finals when Roger was there, 2018, yeah. but they feel a little bit like the Tigers. Like they've, they've been rebuilding for a while and they're not getting any better. Yeah, well, it, it comes down to getting your spine in there, you know, and, and just get build a culture, get a coach that's going to be sticking with them and just and build that over time. It's going to take it's going to take at least 5 years. On coaches, would you try and get someone like a Cameron Seraldo to the Warriors? To the Warriors cuz he, he just knocked declining that. He's just knocked <laughs> back the Tigers. So I want to know where's he going? I reckon if Bulldogs, West Tigers and the Warriors approach any coach, yep. All right. It's a steer clear Let's from do this. Let's order them. Those three teams. It. You don't want to end up like Trent Barrett. No, you get, you he got two bites at the cherry, failed at both of them, probably never coach again in the NRL. He'll be maybe a, a great assistant. Is, is Seraldo Sor- waiting for... He's waiting for the right opportunity, 100%, because you don't want to be caught at the Bulldogs and then lose for a year and then be like, oh, you're on the chopping block. You want to be Craig Fitzgibbon, who turned down a few jobs, yeah, waited for the right for moment. The sharks. Recruited well at the Sharks and say, and now they're looking all right. And Craig's building a good record. Do so. you reckon Seraldo's maybe waiting for? Oh, the Souths are a mess at the moment. Maybe they get rid of Dimitri. I go in, or maybe Des Hasler. They move on from he's him. He's waiting for the right opportunity. So he's not and, touch- and, he, and he has that clause in his. He's not contract. touching any of these three at the moment. No, no and possibly even the Titans. <sighs> they're all very unenticing jobs, aren't they? Yeah, if you had to rank them, all right, give me your best to worst of. Teams so, like coaching. Oh, job. If you're a coach, Bernard, you're you're Cameron Seraldo, and, uh, and these clubs are trying to recruit you. What's okay. your go from I'm most enticing job? Most enticing out of the out yep. of the clubs we've just said. Yep. Most enticing would be South Sydney, because no, I, no, no. So let's do the teams that are. Let's go Tigers, Bulldogs, Titans, Warriors. and Warriors. Oh yeah, most enticing is the Gold Coast Titans. Yeah, I think because they at least have got some form of. You know, decent players up there, good set of halves. AJ Brimson, and and they can win a few. They can win games when they can. Like I, I feel like they just haven't been playing well, and it's just it's just yeah. building up. Then then I would have, I would say, the Bulldogs. Yeah, I would take the Bulldogs over the West Tigers, and then Warriors last. 
I think we agree on that. Yeah, Warriors. Call me crazy. Because of you just know who's my most my most enticing one would be the Tigers, because they've got massive, ju- massive junior base. Not only do you have all Balmain, you've got Wes. You know you're not going to get any interference from a Gus Gould, and you don't have yeah. to worry about like the Titans have never been good, and the Warriors are too far. So you get a team that historically has been good, big fan base. Great juniors. You've got a couple pieces yeah, there that I you like. I just don't think they've and done enough. Happy Coruscant. That's a bigger sign. And Papali'i they going lost, there as well to go with Jackson Hastings. L- and Laurie's a good player as well. Losing Leiluo is rough. But just with their dramas. With, want, you know what? He didn't want to be there. No, anyway, but just though. with their dramas with the halves. And I mean, it's been 11 years since they've well, been. Well, that's what you got to do. Exactly. So the bar's set very, very low. low. You make the finals, they're going to put a statue of you at the West Ashfield Leagues Club. Yeah. And then I would say the the only thing about the Bulldogs, Bernard, I just think they've recruited why I'm much better. Clear, you don't want Gus just hovering over you. I don't think after what happened with Trent Barrett, I don't think anyone is going to want to go near that unless they're really desperate, like Shane Flanagan. Well, they just have to commit to minimum of two years. That like that's got to be in the contract for any coach that coaches a Bulldogs or a Tigers or a Warriors. I need minimum two years to send this club. You can't sack me after six weeks. You or one say, season where yeah. I come second last. That's what I mean. They need minimum of two years and, and a commitment from the clubs. So, I don't know. I, I think Warriors are going to stick to Stacey Jones. There's some talk that the Bulldogs are going to be sticking with Mick Potter and start looking to recruit internally. So, wow. Well, that's just what? The head coach? Head coach. Forward? And that just means that no one wants to coach there, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, but I don't know. I like Mick. Shane Flanagan can start coaching next year, I believe. Like, yeah. he's still suspended. Mm-hmm. Is that from from the dr- the, the drug the, drama? The, yeah, well, the, not only the drug drama, but remember, then he was suspended and he was still emailing and like he was okay. still involved, so he got in trouble for that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Would you be as a Bulldogs fan? Would you care if they said Mick no. Potter? We're going to give you one season. No, I'd rather think, a long term coach. If you, you're going to sign Mick Potter, give him. Give well, him they'll three say years, that, but you know, you know what? what? They'll say I that I like give him, him as an years. assistant. I, like, let's go after a head coach that's that's won a comp. Because he had a rough time at the Tigers, and he said that there was a lot of politics there that he wasn't ready for. So now he's a bit. Be more tell he's a, a very, matured in the NRL yeah. coaching space. I think he's a good attacking coach as well. They've been playing a lot better, that, like attacking wise. He's made some good positional changes, but Avarillo fullback, yeah, and you know just the way that he's stuck true to, you know, Flanagan build that combination with Burden. So I I don't know. I, I I'm happy with him as as an assistant and Flanagan to come in. But yeah, I just shop around, see what's out there. Yeah, I like that. Anything you saw that caught your eye, uh, or that will catch your eye? I just think I know we touched on it, but Latrell possibly being a—that's big. He, he, Freddie came out and said, you know, does Latrell pick the side now? Because Latrell did come out, I think, put an Instagram story up saying he wants in game game three. Yeah, he and wants to play. If he's fit, you're. Picking. How can you say no to Origin? Yeah. But Freddie did come out, and he's had a bit of a back and forth with Freddie before, with, with Freddie dropping him. I, I don't know if there's a, any love loss in yeah, that relationship, that. but. I don't know. I, it's very hard to say no to Latrell coming into the side. I think definitely just with Crichton's performance, I don't think he was outstanding. And I think you could make way for Latrell. You could with definitely Crichton. drop Crichton. If you had to choose between Burden and Crichton, who had I'd the better Burton, game, oh, I'm leaving I'd Burton leave Burton in there. Yeah. Burton in there, 100%. Latrell's stock's actually gone up since being injured. I think. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think what's watching Why, just is, because how just bad because of South watching, have been? That too, but watching how important and how much of a difference he makes for New South Wales, even for me personally, I've just watched him go, man. He's he's so good. As much as I, as a Roosters fan, I want to hate him. Yeah. But watch, he'll come into this South team. I don't know if they'll win this weekend against Para, but he'll come in and change them massively. There was some talk around the Maroons dropping Dane Gagai. Why? And that, 
I don't know, he just... He was very quiet. He was very, very quiet, but defensive, defensively, I don't know if he can match up to these New South Wales centres. Full strength or not. You know what, though? Suncorp Stadium is a different beast. 100% agree. Just watch. That's why I think yeah. game three has to be 1-12. to 12. I thought oh, be. I thought Queensland were going to come out stronger like they did last time. They must have had game three in the back of their mind. They were already there, but Bernard. I told you this last at week. At Suncorp, it has to be a 1-12 game. They were already game. there. Either way, 1-12. And 12. it's going under. It's going under 36 or 38 points. And Should be a grind of a game. And I'd like the referee to just keep the whistle in the He'll pocket. He'll swallow it this time. Let, it, let you know the game flow. Freddie applied the pressure. He's going to swallow the whistle this game. Mm. But Freddie had to do it because Cam Smith's fingerprints have been all over this Queensland team. Very, very good uh, wrestling. The line speed. If that was an NRL game, they would have called him offside every second tackle. Yeah. Yeah. And the ruck was very slow. Very slow. Ruck was very slow. But uh, I, I don't know. I think he just copped too much criticism, Ashley Klein. I heard a mad story about Cameron Smith. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Melbourne brought in a jiu-jitsu black belt. But this was before anyone was doing it. So this is about yeah, to do the wrestle. So apparently by the time NRL... So he'd been doing it for about three, four years before any NRL team started doing it. Then teams like South caught on. Rugby league conspiracy? No, 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 not at all. Apparently Cameron Smith, out of all the... According to this black belt coach, Alex Paradas is his name, was yeah. the best the best jiu-jitsu practitioner of all the ones at the Melbourne Storm. Think about all the big boys they had really? there. Apparently he was a purple belt. So it goes white, blue, purple, brown, black. Once you get past blue, you're very, very good. Like it's very tough. A lot of people, blues, myself included, you do, you get your blue and then you quit. Cameron Smith was already a purple belt by the time teams around the NRL started doing jiu-jitsu. Maybe that's why the secret to his longevity is just a master of grappling. He's got the, people said he's got the, the body of an accountant, but yeah. man, he must be deceptive. He's like Superman once he rips off I the, love tuning into Cancer. I think he's got great insight. He's a great too. caller for Channel 9. He's, I like He's it. working you know over what? at SCN. You, and he's you awesome. know what? Can I say this? How come all the Queensland commentators, and I don't have a problem with it, mm-hmm. are really biased? They'll cheer... Cameron Smith will cheer play, go you good thing, go you good thing, and Fatty Vorton will say to Nathan Cleary, oh, can't you miss? But then all the New South Wales pundits are like, they do the opposite. It's like they want to show they're not biased, so they just bag New South Wales constantly. Gus Gould, he's one of them. Back your boys. Back your boys. I know, I know. I mean, I did like Fatty looked down in the dumps after the game. I did like, though, Gus's, uh, the little montage chat. That was good. Mm. Yeah, no, that was a good little uh, change of pace. And they did the old intros. Yeah, but I want the players walking out. I want the fold arms. arms. But it was a start. It was, yeah. It was a start. It was very nice. (laughs) Before we wrap up the HIA, it's a massive weekend in the UFC. Yes. Two huge fights. The first one, Alexander Volkanovsky taking on Max Holloway for a third time. This will will put it to bed. This will put it to bed. bed. I mean, it's already in bed. Volkanovsky (laughs) said it. He said, if it was anyone but Max Holloway, they don't give him this trilogy. They they shouldn't really have one if you go off why a trilogy is needed. But, I mean, it'll be entertaining to watch. Most of their fights have been entertaining. Yeah, well, the first one, I I thought, if Max wins, wins, they're fighting again. They they go to four. (laughs) I think they fight four times. Jeez. Uh, What's what's after a trilogy? A quadruple? quadruple? A quadruple. There you go. I'm going to have a look at the odds here. This might actually yeah, creep Volk's in. Volk's thirty easy. Nah. $1.50. Yeah. I'd get on. $1.50. Uh, and then uh, Israel Adesanya versus Jared Cannonier. Easy's winning, isn't he? Yeah, Easy's winning. A lot of hype around him. I don't know. I, I think uh, the uh, the UFC, they just continue to just put on decent events that yeah. people are tuning into. That pay-per-view model seems to be working. So, I don't know. I, I, I find that it's... It's just surpassed boxing in terms sure. of combat sports. Sure. I mean, like, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. And what it has that boxing doesn't is 
the best always fight each other. Yeah. Because they're all under one banner. The counter to that is sometimes fighters and they've voiced this, you know, they get stitched up in regards to pay. But as a fan, you always get to see the best fight the best. Very rarely, don't they? Sometimes it doesn't happen okay, for whatever what reason. this one? Jake Paul offers a $1 million bet to Tyson Fury that he's going to beat his brother at Madison Square Garden in August. Now, I don't know about you, but I think Tommy Fury is a bit of a fairy. Love Island kid or whatever, UK reality show star. You I know think what, he's, too, he's tried to back out of the fight of a, too many times. He's a bit times. of a joker, isn't he? He's a little bit of a joker. When they first wanted a fight, I was thinking, Ooh, I don't know, Tommy's yeah. a legit. Yeah, he's legit. He's fought before. But now he's tried to back. He's, he's Way too out many before. times. I don't know and if it's theatre. I'm going to stop doubting Jake Paul because I've done it every no, single I'm fight. I'm a big Jake Pauler. I've always loved him. But I love his answers. I, I've loved I love him as a fighter. I've loved him as a fighter, but I'm going to stop doubting him. Mm. And you know what I don't mind about Jake Paul? He's not scared to use the word pussy. He, he, he'll call out a fighter. He, he doesn't mind tossing around the P word. the P word. A fair yeah. bit. Which I, the P word and I've got to say, back. Tommy Fury is being a little bit of a P word. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Jake Paul is the underdog again. He, he will be. When I, are we going to stop doubting him? I think after this fight, because bit like you said, it, not that Tommy Fury is an accomplished fighter. He is a fighter. Yeah. And once he beats him, you know, he'll go back to Eddie Hearn and say, am I an average fighter now? What do you think, think producer so. Joey, Jake Paul? You're a Jake Paul you're fan? Jake Pauler? Yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's putting it in, in for the creators. Joey, who's subbing in for yeah. producer Shabs, who's sick. He's, he's converting him. He's converting everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be a big fight. 100%. 100%. Looking forward to it. I mean, I've been uh, getting on that skipping rope, throwing throwing some hands at some pads Now, can lately. I just say, I don't know. I know Lantekas is in England at the moment. Mm. I don't know maybe if there's any other aspiring... No, influencers no, that want to fight. All works. I'm going to say, all I'm going to say is, I trained in the gym last week with Bernard. <laughs> he was tossing around the hundred kegs on the bench press, like it was light work. Yeah, but I tell you what, it might hinder me though. I'm, 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 I'm going to lean up a bit more. I'm going to go, uh, go down to the eighty kegs. Be more explosive. Get more lean. Yeah, get some running meters in the legs. Um, but working with Huss Hamden and, and Jeff Fennick. Um, <laughs> So well, they I just, yet? just yeah, so keep an eye out. That's all I'm saying. I'm you not I'm gonna call anyone out, you but and, you and the Aussie goat, Jeff Fennick. Just just keep an eye out, that's all I'm saying. So is something all right, without revealing too much, fight locked in? Not locked in, but very much in the works. How, having so you chats. Mean how many how many days a week you're training? Four times a week. Four Boxing. Times a week. Four yeah, times yeah. a week. Oh, you're legit. Getting in there, getting it done. Oh, like it, it's probably borderline. It's almost locked in. Just gotta work it out with uh When do you reckon we'll know? The fans want to know bad. <laughs> they want to know when the people's premiers get. I reckon within the, within the next month or two, you'll see an announcement being made. But yeah, I'll be stepping into the ring. Mate, I'll be there. It'll be a good one. Keep an eye out. I'll be putting, if I can, money on you. <laughs> Legally. Legally, of course, and responsibly. Long shot time. Long shot for me with the with rounds returning back to normal for footy. I'm going to take... A, it's a tough week. It is a tough week. It's a tipping. tough week. I'm going to take Novak Djokovic at $1.70 to win Wimbledon. Yep. Because uh, he said, I need to win this because I can't go to the US. Can't go play in the US Open. So and it's a must win for Nadal's Novak. Nadal's pulling clear of him. He's yeah. two majors Definitely clear. a must win for Novak. I think that's factored in. So seventy for Novak into the Bulldogs to go three in a row. This is a long shot part of it. Bulldogs to go three in a row against Cronulla this week. I like it. Mm, Mine? Yeah, stick with tennis. I'm going to go women's. Mm-hmm. In the women's, like, Swatek's the, the favorite to win. She's never been past the fourth round. In Wimbledon. So I'm going to go Unz Jabor from Tunisia. Great pronunciation. Yeah, thank you. I, I worked on that before I got here. But she's on the other side of the draw. She's paying six bucks. 
$6. So get on That's her. a good long yeah, shot. I mean, women's with, with Ash Barty out yeah, now. Yeah, Ash Barty's out, so it's a lottery. Open field, yeah. You don't know. And women, they always toss up some surprises. So I'm going to go that. Six bucks. We're going to post our tips as well, Bernard. You're three clear? Three clear. Three, three clear, clear of me. Loser has to cop a manzillion. We're now getting into the business end of the season. This is when I promise I'm going to start doing my best work. Very tough week. You're going to have to take some upsets that maybe I, I miss. So yeah, I might have keep to. Keep an eye out for that. But I could, I could pull it in in one week. You never know. Could be this week. Could be this week. <laughs> could be this week. I'm three clear. What's on this weekend for you, big guy? Uh, I'm going to go to the Manly Melbourne game, see what's happening around the ground. Brookie, yeah, going to go down to Brookie um, and enjoy that. Just see yeah, how catch the weekend of sport. Good, good to see full round of footy back, and uh, yeah, just be lapping up, watching the tennis. Obviously, having a fair few bets. But um, what about yourself? I don't know. I don't have too much plan. I got a, I got a big birthday on Saturday, so another big one. I think back up Sunday league on the Sunday. I don't know. Yeah. Roosters are playing Penrith in Penrith. I think we're going to get yeah, touched up, unfortunately. There, yeah. yeah, unfortunately. Okay. But other than that, <laughs> mate. Have fun at the footy. And guys, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe, follow, do all that type of stuff. TikTok, Instagram. We're moving over to YouTube now. Producer yeah, Joey. we are on YouTube. The we B Team. The B Team. And as always, guys, give us a five-star rating wherever you listen. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. But until next week, ciao and up the chooks. Take it easy.